This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca. Good afternoon and welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. How to make your portfolio pandemic-proof, we talk to investing guru Gordon Pape. And handling the psychological impact, Dr. Susan Pinker offers a strategy. But first, here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Enough of the high water, enough sorrow. Enough of the air and its ease. I'm asking you to touch me. That's poet Ada Limon reading from The End of Poetry. It's one of 85 poems that will appear in an anthology called Together in a Sudden Strangeness, America's Poets Respond to the Pandemic. The Poetry Society of America asked 125 poets for verses reflecting on life during COVID-19, and responses flooded in. The collection will be published as an e-book on June 9th, with a hardcover edition to follow in November. Less than two months after the loss of the Canadian Jewish News, Canada's Jewish population, the fourth largest in the world, has a new national voice. The Canadian Jewish record debuted online earlier this week. The coronavirus, combined with greatly diminished advertising revenue, killed off the CJN after 60 years. The new publication was founded by former CJN reporter Ron Selag and writer and activist Bernie Farber. A salvage firm has been given permission to retrieve the Marconi wireless telegraph machine that broadcast distress calls from the sinking Titanic ocean liner. A U.S. federal judge has ruled that telegraph is historically and culturally important and could soon be lost within the rapidly decaying wreck site. It's a big win for RMS Titanic, Inc., the court recognized steward of the Titanic's artifacts. But the company may still face more legal battles because the expedition is still prohibited under U.S. federal law and under an international agreement between the U.S. and the U.K. The mask will be opened mechanically by hand remote uh, uh, or automatically when the fork is coming to the mask. A face mask with a remote-controlled mouth has been invented in Israel, allowing diners to eat food without taking it off. The mask can be opened mechanically by a hand remote or automatically when the fork reaches the mask. One observer joked the mask may not hold up when he eats a melting ice cream cone. The company already has a patent and will start selling the product soon. It was special edition pink shoes. Now there's a song in honor of British Columbia's much-loved medical officer of health, 
Dr. Bonnie Henry, who's been at the forefront of the pandemic. The Ballad of Bonnie Henry has become one of the biggest hits of Phil Dwyer's career. The Juno Award-winning BC musician collaborated with other musicians who are all self-isolating to produce the digital recording. I'm Libby Snymer, and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. It's an understatement to say investors have had a rough ride for the last few months. Markets have regained about half the huge losses at the beginning of the pandemic. But there's no shortage of predictions of doom and gloom for the foreseeable future. It's a special worry for Zoomers at or near retirement. I consulted market guru and Zoomer magazine contributor Gordon Pape on how to make your portfolio pandemic-proof. Number one, if they haven't uh, got the proper asset mix, that's the first thing you have to look at. Uh, we're certainly encouraging people to hold a fair amount of cash these days uh, because the whole situation is obviously very uncertain. We don't know how long this is going to last, where it's going to lead. Uh, my personal view is that uh, we're going to be uh, under a lot of uh, financial pressure until we develop a vaccine that is available worldwide at a reasonable cost. And that's probably a year at least away. So in the meantime, what you have to do is um, put together a portfolio uh, that is, if you like, COVID-proof. Uh, and that means a significant amount of cash. Uh, I like uh, what I call my cornerstone stocks. That is, stocks that um, are going to prosper no matter what the situation is. And those are two companies like Walmart and Costco uh, BCE in Canada is another example. Fortis, which is the uh, utility company, uh, the pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer. These are companies that are doing well even in the current environment. The other thing I look for is companies that are paying dividends. And a lot of companies are cutting their dividends. I want to look for sustainability in dividends. What about groceries? They seem to be doing a land office business. Uh, they do, yeah, but they're a low-margin business. Uh, but, uh, yes, they, they certainly are, and it's one of the reasons why companies like Walmart and Costco are doing well, basically off their uh, grocery business. Uh, companies in Canada would include uh, Metro, uh, which is, uh, of course, uh, doing quite well. Empire, which has a number of um, grocery outlets, uh, Loblaw. What about the banks? One of the areas that you have to be cautious about is the banks. The banks are coming out with the earnings uh, very shortly. I don't expect any dividend cuts, but I don't expect any dividend increases either. And um, we'll just see what their profit situation is like when the results are coming out. What about riskier plays? I've had a lot of people uh, write into me and ask about bargain hunting and uh, is this a good time? to shop the markets for bargains. Well, the problem is this is not a typical economic cycle. Uh, We don't know what the uh, other side of this is going to be or how long it's going to take. So while some stocks may look like bargains, they may not be if this situation continues or even worsens, as uh, some people are predicting is a possibility, because uh, a vaccine may not be developed or the virus may mutate. So buying those stocks on on those big dips, Air Canada and cruise lines and that kind of thing, uh, yes, you're buying them very cheaply, 
uh, but you're taking a big risk. So what else would be a good thing to consider in this environment? Well, there's things like transportation companies. I, I like uh, J.H. Hunt, which trades on the uh, NASDAQ stock exchange. Uh, we obviously perhaps never really thought of trucking as an essential service before, uh, but we certainly do now. Any company that is is making products that um, specialize in the kinds of things that we need these days, Clorox is another example. People are very leery about you know, selling and locking in their losses, but is that a smart thing to do with some things? Well, sometimes you have to swallow hard and take your losses. Uh, it depends on what area that you're dealing with, and it also depends on how much risk you're prepared to take. I know that everybody uh, wants to at least get back to break even before they sell. Well, sometimes it's going to take years to get back to break even, and a lot of our listeners don't have those kind of years available to them. Uh, so if you are in a situation where you look at the security and you say, based on what I know as of this point in time, it looks like it's going to take quite a while, quite a number of years for this to recover, then probably you should bite the bullet and sell the security and put your money in something which is more promise in terms of what's happening today. Anything else you'd like to leave us with? Just to go back to what you were saying at the beginning, Libby, what, what kind of your portfolio should you have? And this is why I like the dividend-paying stocks. I like cash. I like the um, uh, some holdings of fixed-income uh, securities, uh, bonds, and just researching some green bond funds that look kind of interesting. And one other area we haven't discussed is gold. And gold is an area that uh, I think people should have some exposure to. Gordon Pape, thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm glad to talk to you. Investment expert Gordon Pape is offering a free publication, Coronavirus, Your Money and Your Health, available at buildingwealth.ca. After months of social isolation and growing fears of contracting the virus or losing loved ones, COVID-19 is taking a psychological toll on all of us. A recent Angus Reid poll found half of Canadians say their mental health has deteriorated. I reached psychologist and Idea City alum Susan Pinker in Montreal. She's the author of The Village Effect, which details how face-to-face contact makes us happier and healthier. We talked about how to cope. I think the worst part of it is the social isolation. We're, we're social creatures. We're not meant to live alone, to be alone, to eat alone. And there's an awful lot of that kind of solitary activity that's happening right now. That's certainly true for people that live alone, and that's a, a large and growing part of the population. But then on the other hand, you keep hearing about people who are cooped up in the house with small kids or large families and not enough room, and that's a problem too. That's absolutely a problem. And I think that domestic issues are escalating because people are cooped up together. There's no way to escape. I mean, at least the weather is starting to improve so people can get outside a bit more. And I think that's, I think, one of the remedies to some of this isolation is while maintaining social distancing, have some social contact while respecting that, you know, two meter distance at least. 
Let's get back to people who live alone. So obviously, they would be the most at risk. Yes. You know, there are more people living alone now than ever in history. I mean, not only is this pandemic unusual, but the fact that so many of us live in a solitary situation, that's highly unusual. It's never happened to homo sapiens before. You know, people who are uh, senior citizens who've chosen to live alone, many of them are cheering because they're not at the heightened risk that people are at who are living in residences, whether assisted living residences or other communities. So they're much safer from that perspective. But from the social perspective, they have to be so careful about making sure they have contact with other people. You know, loneliness, before this pandemic hit us, there were already a good third of the population that was chronically lonely. So this is nothing new to at least a third of the Canadian population. And, but it was taboo to talk about it. It was, you know, it was more taboo than talking about sex, frankly, because if you talked about the fact that you were lonely, people thought you were defective. And so, or you had that fear that people would think that. But really now that I would say the sentiment is, you know how this feels, it doesn't feel good. It feels like something's really missing. And, and I wanted to add that because we're such social animals, it is like having something major missing, like missing a couple of meals or not having water to drink because it's a biological need. A lot of us have switched over to Zoom or FaceTime where we talk to and, and see friends and loved ones. How does that compare to actual face-to-face -face contact? It's not as good. There's no doubt about that. All the research that's emerging tells us that it's second best, but this is what we have right now. Um, now that the weather is starting to warm up, I would encourage people to add to their Zoom experience, real social contact so that they can amplify their experience of feeling that they belong somewhere. Because it's very important, you know, when you are moving through your life, when it's not a pandemic, you meet people in person who are not very close to you. They're kind of casual acquaintances like your neighbors or your colleagues or the people you might be on a sports team with or on a volunteer group with. And, and now that's all pretty much out. So we have to kind of create those opportunities to come face to face with those people. And the only way to do that is to get out of your house and take a walk. What about resilience? I mean, we have everybody predicting that there's going to be a huge mental health crisis, even when this is over as, as people suffer from the after effects. But what about the role of having or building resilience to, you know, bad things that are out of your control? I think it's an excellent question because I'm doubtful that the hugely negative effects are going to persist across the population. I think it's pretty clear in the research that was done after SARS that healthcare workers, many of them did suffer negative effects, kind of like post-traumatic stress effects. They drank more, they took more mood-altering drugs, they tend to be more fearful of social contact. And, and I think that will happen to a portion of the population. But I think most of us will indeed move on and will recover. And, you know, I even predict that there will be greater value placed in social contact. People will feel that I never really considered this so important, but now I realize how much, much I missed it. So I would agree with you that resilience is a big piece of the puzzle, especially for 
people who are adults and have been adults for most of their lives now, they've lived through a lot, right? And so this is a small little blip in their lives and they will get through it and life will go on afterwards. You can hear more from Susan Pinker next Tuesday, May 26th on The Zoomer at 11 p.m. on our sister station, Vision TV. And that brings us to the end of this week's edition of The Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Snymer. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to come back next week to stay up to date with all things Zoomer worldwide. Zoomer Week in Review is produced by Zeev Huddy. Christine Ross and Paul Thomas. Technical producer, Justin Eacock. Executive producer, Moses Neimer. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.